Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Sarah Sperry is a certified executive health and well-being coach and a fair play facilitator. She has over 20 years of experience working in the financial services industry, where she was actively involved in leadership and advocating for better parental leave policies, as well as overall culture change. Excited to dive into all things health and well-being with Sarah. Hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I'm sitting here and I'm sipping a cup of rose tea leaves, you know, hot tea here. It's like my new new thing. And I'm really excited because I have someone I'm really excited to share with you. Let me just introduce you to Sarah Sperry. Welcome to the Super Expander podcast, Sarah. Hello. How are you? I am I'm doing doing great. I'm sitting here like smelling this tea that's coming up. I love up. the tea. That sounds yeah. amazing. It's you know it's really funny. Uh, before I like dive in and share everyone with everyone like how how we know each other, how we're sitting here recording this podcast is it's funny how certain scents will at one point in your life were like repulsive to you, and then all of a sudden I can't get enough. So the yes. smell of rose used to actually nauseate me years ago, and in like the last couple. I don't know, months or so. It's been like this thing. I'm like drawn to it. I want rose everything. It's come back into your life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it's really, it's really, really bizarre. And I'll I'll share this too is that recently I had this, I did this quiz, actually, our mutual friend Ryan, which is how we're sitting here. Yeah. I was like, you've got to take this quiz because there's these elixirs and I think you need need them in your life. And so I take this quiz and it comes back and it tells me that I need this rose, rose. elixir, okay. which I was already on this like drawn to Rose. And I was like, what is going on? And apparently Rose heals your heart. So I, I need it's to meant mend to my be. Heart. Yeah. And so. February is heart health month. So there you go. Yep. Here we go. And now, now I'll explain to everyone after my, my like just completely veered off the road description of Rose and all the reasons why I'm obsessed with it right now. Um, I love it. So, I'm going to have to try it. Yeah. So I always love to give a little bit of context of how it is that you and I are sitting here on this, on this screen, on this, on this podcast, chatting with each other and, and sharing it with the world. So we have a mutual friend, Ryan, and she was we like, do. Ryan was like, you've got to meet Sarah. And so she, she connected us and here we are just here like a few are. months later, we, we had a call, we found out that you're like, we have a lot of parallels. And I was like, man, you would really, really be an amazing contribution to the super expander community and here we yes. are so now that we're here we got to go straight to the deep stuff so Let's do it everybody knows that's what how it rolls around here who is sarah deep down to her core 
Um, I love that question. I don't get asked it every day. So um, I would say Sarah is a lifelong learner. Um, I've we'll, we'll get into you know what I do and where I come from and where I've been. Um, but I've I've done a lot in my life, and I feel like every phase of my life, I'm always really like deep diving into you know information and reading and just kind of constantly curious um, about whatever topic is you know, kind of in, in my life at the time. Um, so yeah, I'd say that piece. Um, I'd also say just kind of a people connector and, um, kind of a natural, um, relationship builder. Um, and, and as we both know, Ryan, I would, I would put her in that court also. And so, um, we've known each other since, since middle school and, uh, she's, she's a couple of years younger than me, but I never felt that age difference, even when I was 16 and she was what, 13 or, or 14. So, um, yeah, we've um, stayed in touch over the years, which is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, just, um, constantly meeting people and networking. And I love, I love hearing people's stories. So I love that. Yeah. Brian is a, a super connector and I feel like, you know, that is a, it's a really powerful thing to to be like that, that person, Yeah. something that you said in describing yourself that I think is really cool and amazing is that your curiosity to learn and to kind of dive deep into whatever happens to be like at the top of the surface, that moment. And what I find, what I really think is so cool about that is it's full permission to evolve over time. Agreed. Right. Um, because we do, we, we do evolve as we grow and, um, as we age and as we are in different phases of our lives. Right. And so I think being open to that is really important. And if you're stuck, you know, in one phase and not open to kind of the world around you and, you know, what's, what's in front of you or what your body's saying, then, um, you know, you're potentially passing, passing up opportunities, I guess. So that's kind of my, my outlook at least. Absolutely. So there's been quite an evolution in, in your world. So let's kind of go, let's, let's take it there. So let's, let's talk about that. So, yeah, I don't know, take, go back a few years because there's been some big shifts and changes and pivots in, in how, how you show up and do the thing that you do. So start there. Yeah. Um, well, I always worked in finance, the finance field, um, for pretty much my whole career, um, and really loved like business. And like I said, lifelong learner, um, I was, I was in like financial sales for a little while, but always working for large companies and large corporations. So definitely corporate life, hustle culture. Um, and I did that for a really long time and I really thrived in it and loved it. Um, and, you know, got into my thirties, started having, uh, kids. Um, I finally had my last kid, my third kid in 2016, um, and really kind of started, I think, advocating for, um, you know, for, for women and especially with working mothers, um, And yeah, just, you know, experiencing parental leave policies, um, you know, going on maternity leave um, from a large company standpoint, standpoint, having to navigate that and being an employee, um, you know, I've always worked in male dominated cultures. um, So I think, you know, every, every person's experience is different, um, but I really just kind of felt strongly for advocating for 
you know, stronger parental leave policies. And if you look back historically, usually our male leaders are, are making these decisions about, you know, how, how long you go on leave and depending on the laws in your state. Right. And yeah, I think, um, you know, what I, what I realize is, is being a working mother is really hard. Um, and for a while it all worked for me. Um, and I think, you know, we as women can tend to carry like the mental and emotional load and invisible labor and kind of all those topics of what it takes to, to run a family. Um, I, I do have a husband and a partner and he's very involved. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we were two working parents. We worked full time. And so, yeah, I mean, my stress levels um, in 2017, 18-ish were very high. I had a toddler um, and two two older girls. I working in finance here on the West Coast. Um, we wake up super early. We work New York hours, um, and so all the things. Right, having a nanny come at five thirty because you can't drop your kids off at daycare that early. Um, and so yeah, it was it was all working until you know really I think I started experiencing some health issues related to stress. And kind of had to go on a journey to really figure out, you know, what was wrong with me and um, kind of going through our mainstream medical system. Um, you know, doctors are great and they're they're obviously super useful and needed, but at the same time, um, they're not trained here in the States to really ask you about your stress levels and then lifestyle factors going on in the background. Um, so, you know, hey, you're struggling with anxiety. Um at that point, I think in 2018, I had had a panic attack at work and really kind of had said to myself, something's really wrong here. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I was also having some physical symptoms. Um, and so instead of just taking anxiety meds, which was what doctors generally will prescribe, um, I kind of said, I'm not, I'm not sure if I really want to go that route. And so really just kind of went on a journey to as, as we talked about kind of, you know, learning about stress and what it can do to your body and, um, you know, kind of trying to find other ways to solve for the issues other than potentially having to be on anxiety meds for the rest of my life. Um, it just, that didn't sound right to me. Um, and so, yeah, obviously, um, 2020 hit COVID hit. I was still working full-time, still living this like busy, crazy, burnt out life, and finally had set, finally said, um, after homeschooling three kids, um, in that spring of 2020, um, I said, this is kind of, you know, I, I think now's the time to really pivot and do something different. I had started already exploring and, um, getting some coaching certificates, um, because I did feel that coaching was a good fit if I wanted to kind of pivot and, and shift careers. And so, um, really just, pivoted that, that summer of 2020, um, and kind of launched my own coaching business, which is, uh, where, where I am today, you know, two and a half, almost three years later. Oh my goodness. I feel like there's so many women that are listening and they're seeing little shreds and pieces of themselves in that story. I feel like there's, I, I kind of jotted down a bunch of things that I wanted to, yeah. to touch on as you were going through, through your journey because I feel like I hear those and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's kind of reverse it back to first that, that piece of, I want to start at the hustle culture part Yeah, because I feel like as someone who has spent a good predominant piece of my, my life, myself actually feeling like hustle harder and like liking that energy Yes, and I'm not, I, there's still this part of me that's like so connected to that energy, but in like a different way. It's like really, really starting to understand the difference between what 
hard work is and hustle is. Yes. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the differentiating piece and how someone might be able to even like identify that based on the journey that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the hustle culture is kind of the culture of always feeling like we have to be doing right. Um, and for a long time, admittedly, like I thrived in that hustle culture, right? Like, you know, completing 22 tasks on your to-do list and getting through them all and just constantly feeling like you're productive. And I think, you know, in, in this day and age, right. Technology comes into play where we, you know, 24 seven, right. Are having dings and alerts and, you know, oh, we have to answer that email at two in the morning when we're awake and we can't sleep. Um, we're constantly looking at our phones right now and in, in kind of our modern world. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the hustle culture, right. And also, you know, companies, um, you know, ex expect that out of their employees. Right. And, and we also put as high achieving women, put pressure on ourselves, um, to, to constantly be doing and constantly be, um, you know, seeking out that, that next title level and the next promotion and the next salary bump. Um, and so it's kind of all interconnected, um, yeah, absolutely. The question. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, then, then I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on? Well, okay, what, what are your thoughts on balance? But I'm going to pre preface before before you answer that question. Yeah, because I personally do not believe balance. I think it's a falsehood that we've been we've been sold, yeah. and the pursuit of balance actually is a piece of what causes some of this this burnout. And the more that I have sort of, I don't know, conceptualized and really thought about this actual idea is, is that it, it impacts women more deeply than men on a level, because all of a sudden when women entered into the workforce years and years ago, many, many years ago was when this whole idea of work-life balance was being sold because yeah. women are supposed to show up at work. Like they don't have a family at home and then they're supposed to turn around right. and show up at home. Like they don't have a job. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I kind of like to say um, to, to clients and when I'm speaking to companies, right, like I, I view it as work-life integration. I think mm -hmm. that's a better way to term it and a better way to explain it um, because I think, you know, balance is a constantly evolving thing in your life, um, you know, depending on your, you know, family situation, depending on your job situation, depending on your age, right? And so I, I would tend to agree that um, balance can be a work-life balance or ba the term balance can be kind of like a, a false perception um, term. And so I, I kind of like to use work-life integration. Ah, yeah. See, I like that. I like that because, you know, here's another belief I have about, about balance. So balance happens like right in the middle. And I personally do not believe that magic happens in the middle. I think it happens right. in the extremes. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you start to create a dynamic, whether it's in a company or whether it's in your home that you can exist in the extreme and know when it's time to come back towards the middle to kind of recharge, yeah. rejuvenate and knowing that like that that you're never actually striving to be in the middle. You're striving to be a hundred percent wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think recognizing all of that, that you just stated so well, um, requires you to be able to listen to your body. Um, and in our hustle culture, we tend to ignore the symptoms in our body, right? Um, 
oh, you feel an ailment or you feel an ache and a pain or you have a headache because you're overly tired and stressed, but no, it's fine. Like I'll just take some Advil and I'll power through, right? That's kind of that mentality in our hustle culture. And I do think, you know, as a society, when when we're kind of like working, living, breathing, that you're 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 kind of training yourself to ignore ignore all those right like symptoms in your body. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yours. And this was kind of where I was going with the with the next piece. So like perfectly, you like the segue. You set it up. You teed it up really, <laughs> really well. So primarily, in terms of like the people that you work with, are you working with primarily women? Yes. So my coaching business really focuses on um, executive level and professional women. Um, Most come from male dominated industries um, because that's, you know, kind of where I came from. So I work with a lot of women um, in tech. I live here in Silicon Valley um, in tech and in finance, um, but really all professions. I've I've worked with lawyers, um, women in consulting. um, So kind of all backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here is my, my thought and like, I want, I'd love to have you weigh in on this. So I feel like this is a piece where with women, it's becomes more prevalent with, with burnout and with hustle and this ignoring these pieces, because really, if you start to look at just, I guess, from the evolution of of women and what we do, which is, you know, have babies and, and, raise them. And in the nature of that, you have to be able to kind of put your own needs on the back burner. You have to be able to ignore the things that are most pressing for you in that moment, because a a child, a life, whatever, you know, you're caring for this little tiny human being takes precedent over all things. Yep. At least for in, in that moment. And so on a physiological sort of like cellular genetic kind of level, we are predisposed to be people pleasers and in that people pleasing. And when you bring that into a male dominated work culture, it all of a sudden just like pushes all the levers on all the, in all the wrong ways. Yeah. I I think you said it very well. So when you're dealing with this kind of thing, this kind of like condition, burnout, people pleasing, um, ignoring the signs, whether it's on a physiological level on an intuitive level, what sort of things do you do with your clients in order to, I don't know, bring it back to the forefront, to hear the voice, to hear the signs and to like heed them. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. Yeah, I'll, um, that's a great question. Um, I'll add one more point. I think, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, growing and birthing a child, right. And kind of physiologically training our bodies to maybe put ourselves second, right. As we go through the phases of, of, you know, growing and, and birthing a child, I think also, um, 
you know, I do believe depending on the age and generation, I'm in my forties, but we are conditioned, right? As young girls to believe in my generation that we can be or do anything we want. Our mothers didn't have all of the same opportunities that we did. And so, you know, if you go to school, get a good college degree, go get potentially a master's degree and, and, you know, I'm not saying money is everything, but, you know, get a high paying job and earn money, right? Like you can be and do anything you want. And I think, you know, there is a lot of that for women in their thirties and forties, which is mainly the age group that I, that I tend to see of kind of becoming that high achieving equal opportunity. I can, I have these, I have the ability to be a C-suite or to be a senior leader now that our mothers maybe didn't have those opportunities. So I do believe there's a lot of that conditioning also happening early on um, besides, you know, the phase of, of motherhood. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the way I work with clients is, um, is a, a lot, obviously like a lot of self-reflection. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist, but um, coaching is spending one-on-one time with clients doing a lot of like self-reflection work. Most of the the female clients that I do see, um, you know, our working mothers are struggling with the balance and are, are having symptoms of burnout. So, so really like taking a little bit of a step back and, you know, trying to understand like what their physical and emotional symptoms are, um, you know, educating them on what burnout is because you, you would be surprised not, not everybody understands what burnout is, um, and that it can show up, you know, physically and mentally, um, and then from there, kind of like once you kind of peel back all those layers um, is is really kind of like setting up a program for success going forward um, so that, you know, depending on the person and, and their goals, that can look a little bit different. Um, but, you know, obviously, like I think, you know, boundary setting is a really important discussion and module that um, that I have in my program, you know, teaching women, depending on their workplace, right, like how to set better boundaries in the workplace, how to set better boundaries in your home, not saying yes to everything, pausing before you say yes to a task, um, managing your calendar better. We definitely work on um, setting up your home so that, you know, kind of retraining your thought process, like your home is like actually your most important organization. Um, And so that if your home is not organized, um, you're probably not going to thrive outside of your home and your career because things are so messy at home. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we spend time identifying stress triggers again in, in our hustle culture. We're not always connecting, you know, our stress triggers to maybe a reaction we have later on in the day, or we're like irritated at our family because of something that happened at work. And so, you know, really taking some time to say to yourself, like, what triggers me? Like, when do I feel the most irritated? Like, why am I irritated? Um, You know, why do I generally like tighten up when I have an interaction with this person? Um, You know, trying to identify like, toxic relationships that that give you stress right so i mean there's definitely a lot that i kind of just threw out there um but yeah. i think those are all important pieces to um kind of recovering from and preventing burnout going forward oh my gosh yeah so so many different things and it's like this bringing this piece of awareness and it's it's kind of this crazy thing when you start bringing awareness in of how 
deep and multifaceted it actually starts to become. I love that you were talking about the idea of your the home being the first the first phase of organization, which actually made me think of this book. Have you ever heard of it? Um, Fair Play. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm actually a fair play, fair play trained facilitator. Um, oh, so I, I didn't help. even know that guys, yes, just yes. so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do help um, women, couples. I've even done trainings at companies. So there, there are corporations that are kind of forward looking and want to, you know, kind of help um, their employees with these concepts, right. Of kind of you know, how do you, how do you split up all the invisible labor in your home um, with your partner? Right. Um, and so there is kind of a, a method that we can kind of teach and guide um, to, to help people manage their, their home life better. I know it's crazy. I, when I read that book, I it was blown away about the whole idea of just like running your house, like a project manager. Absolutely. And- in terms of like taking responsibility and you're like, wow, like this is like, why did it take so long for a book like this to be written? It's really yeah. kind of like mind-blowingly genius, but then at the same time, actually, you know, it's very it's simple, right? It's it's just this yeah. whole idea of, but we, we tend to, uh, we tend to approach so many different things in our personal life without the kind of structure that we do in running, yeah. running a business. But when you kind of bring that into the household into a relationship and kind of create the structures around it. It's amazing what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, um, I've met Eve Rodsky, the author. Um, she's a, she's a Harvard trained lawyer. She's really funny. She's born and bred New Yorker. So she's got some like sarcasm and feistiness to her. Um, and so, yeah, I think her messaging is really important to kind of, you know, reaching gender equity and, um, it kind of all, it's all interconnected. Right. Yeah. So, so good. And I can't even believe that. I just like, you know, who knew? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about that when we first spoke. I know. I love that. Okay. So along this journey of becoming trained, um, moving out of finance into, into this realm of kind of you know, health, well-being, but then integrating it back into how like, like your layers of experience, which by the way, I believe is like how we, you know, like we get to change this multifaceted piece and we get to move and change hats and into different realms, but we get to bring forward all of the experience, which is what makes us so unique. So I have to ask along the way, there had to have been someone that really inspired you, showed you that you could move out of a, out of a big corporate job into creating your own thing and doing it your own way. I talk about like male dominated industries and and women and, you know, women becoming leaders. Um, You know, I have to tell you, I've had like a lot of really amazing male bosses. So that's not to say like, the experiences that I've had were all terrible with, with my male bosses. Um, I've had one in particular that I think when I kind of told him that I was going to move on and kind of what I was thinking about doing next, um, you know, just someone that I really, really looked up to. Um, and, and really what he said to me is, you know, cause I, I obviously had shown him like that I'm, I think I want to do this, you know, it's a big decision. I'm, I'm kind of unsure, but I'm telling you now, because I, I think this is, this is happening sooner than, than later, but you know, what he really said to me is, is no matter what you do, I know you're going to be successful. Um, and so just hearing that from somebody that I looked up to and really ha- ha- you know, had as a mentor for a really long time and taught me so much about business and working in finance, um, that was just kind of 
kind of sealed the deal for me that like, okay, I can do this. It gave me the confidence. Right. Um, so, so that's kind of, I would say inspiration number one. And then with regards to kind of like health and wellness field, like how can I pivot? And, um, I would say two kind of like light bulb moments and, and one person in particular that kind of helped me kind of see that this could be like a viable next path. Um, you know, really like, I think as, as a female struggling, um, you know, I, I really went down this path of researching my like corporate wellness benefits. I worked for a big company that touted these like amazing benefits. And what I really found is that it, it was like a box checking exercise. Right. And like these benefits that they're, you know, claiming are amazing or, or, or just actually not really that useful to like a, a female, like a working mother that's struggling. And so, you know, I kind of had this light bulb moment, like, gosh, I wish someone would kind of just give me like a prescription for like how to fix myself. And like, you know, instead of going through like all the, these like bureaucratic and like apps that like really aren't like telling me much, like, I, I think I can just build my own program. Right. And so I really kind of felt like women just needed more targeted resources to kind of help them with their, like with when they're experiencing burnout, um, to, to prevent and recover from burnout. Um, so that was kind of like light bulb one where I was like, I, I can do this myself. Um, and then, you know, randomly I, one of my physical symptoms is I was kind of I was getting injured all the time, like for no apparent reason. And I had all these like aches and pains, like my back was achy. Um, I think I like fell and like hurt my knee, but like there was no, they, I got like an MRI and there was no damage. They just called it like blunt force trauma. But long story short, I had found this like really amazing physical therapist, um, and I had been seeing him for like all these different ailments for so long, like literally different parts of my body. Like I'd come in and he'd like fix my neck and he'd give me all these exercises. And then, you know, like 12 weeks later, I'd be in there for my back. And so we, for like two years, we kind of like got to know each other and he really, um, a, he took the time, he, he, uh, he understands the body. Um, and, and he took the time to really like ask me about my stress levels and like my lifestyle and like what was happening with my body and what was happening with my mind and like with my family and like all these things, right. We just got to know each other. Um, and we just, we started talking about how, you know, what, stress can do to your body and how it can create all these kind of like physical ailments along with, you know, um, emotional and mental symptoms as well. And so I think, you know, he really truly inspired me to like say to myself, you know, this is, this is all stress related and I really need to like reevaluate my life and the pace of my life. And if this is worth it to be like sitting here in a PT office, doing all these exercises for like two years straight. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I I've gone back and I've seen him, you know, since like I've, you know, pivoted and we talk all the time and, and, you know, I really, I tell him, um, you know, he really kind of helped me like open my eyes, I guess, to, you know, what, a what a kind of, potential, you know, different career could look like. And, um, you know, you can do something different other than, you know, work in a corporate setting and in, in, in this hustle culture that I had been, you know, so ingrained in for so long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like that you mentioned the idea of these, this, um, injury being a, a thing that is a side effect, a symptom. I think of- it's a physical symptom of stress. Of burnout. Yeah. yeah. And, and even if it's that you're actually having these injuries, it's actually a piece of 
well, you're so busy, you're not present, so you're tripping, you're falling. Yes, yes. I would even go as far as to say the spiritual side of me, it's like the universe is nudging you. So you get a little injury and it's like, oh, my shoulder, okay. And the universe was like, hey, pay attention here and you ignore it. And then you get another one that's a little bigger because this time it's a punch in the back and we continue to ignore. And when we don't heed these lessons and start to pay attention, all of a sudden you get a two by four on the back. And then, yeah. and if that's not enough, they'll, it'll keep coming until you end up like in the hospital or, yeah. you know, worse because yeah. you're, we're not, you know, we're too distracted. We're not present. We're ignoring all the things. So, so true. Cause I feel like there are good people listening and hear that, like, how, how is injury a, a connection and correlation to burnout, but it definitely, definitely is. I also, something I hear when you're talking about the story and the inspiration is just like all the flaws that are inside of our healthcare system. And it's just how we as individuals need to be more empowered to seek out services such as health coaching, physical therapists. I mean, physical therapists are covered by, by PT, but there needs to be a, for a a deeper layer of defense that you're able to reach to that's covered by insurance before you start reaching for the specialist or the general practitioner, because by the time you get there, if you've had these other layers, you can really be your own detective. And it's, that's how you end up being able to be your own advocate when you show up at a doctor's office, because they don't have the wherewithal to really understand all the nuanced things that are happening inside of your life. I mean, I think about this, like in in the context of coaching, right. Is that you only get what someone tells you. And if you don't know all the things to tell the doctor or to tell the coach, you put them in the back of your mind, like these insignificant details because they're the fabric of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, you know, I, I will say a lot of companies are getting better at providing like a wellness stipend or providing coaching to mid-level employees, not just their C-levels, right? So that, you know, I have some clients where they're actually able to use the wellness stipend that their company provides them to pay for coaching, right? Yeah. So, you know, companies are getting better. I mean, I think COVID, you know, really pulled back the rug a little bit on benefits, right? And, and, and companies are starting to really reevaluate their, their health benefits, including their mental health benefits to better serve their employees. So, you know, maybe a silver lining, right, of, of COVID. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Goodness. Okay, so I know that you, you're a busy lady. You got lots of things to do. So if there was one juicy nugget of wisdom that you could leave the audience with the people that are listening here, what would it be? Yeah. I mean, I have already said it. Um, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, I like to say to people, listen to your body. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's really juicy, but I think it's, it's really, really hard to do. And even for me going on this journey, I I catch myself sometimes, right? Like moving too fast and trying to do too much. And so really trying to teach yourself that it's okay to slow down and, you know, there's different techniques and strategies and, and things that work for, you know, in, individuals, right? It's kind of an individual choice and process and you have to experiment a little bit. You know, I like, I was not a believer in meditation um, and have kind of, you know, come around to that. And, 
you know, have found one and a specific kind of method that works for me. Um, and so for me, when I'm feeling that like overwhelm and that I'm like going too fast, right. Like taking the like eight minutes to just close my eyes and, and take a little brain break. Um, I like to call it is, is just really my way to kind of slow myself down and pull myself down. Oh yeah. You got to slow down to speed up. That's yes. the, it's so counterintuitive, but exactly. it, is, it is true. We have to slow down to, to speed up. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you so much. So how can all of the people listening, how can the super expanders out there listening, how can they find you? How can they get in the work into your world? Yeah. Um, you can go to my website. It's just www.sperrywellness.com. Amazing. And are you what, social media channels? Yep, are you out social there? media at Sperry Wellness. Amazing. You guys go follow Sarah. Of course, all of that will be in the show notes. So make sure you you go give a follow, say hi, let her know that you found her from the Super Expander podcast and you know, learn all of the amazing things that she has to share about how you can cultivate more health and wellness in your life. Awesome. Yes. Would love to hear from anyone. Yeah. Thank you. We will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.